chapter 15, verse number 3 says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I had also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Anybody ever received that, that sacrament, that sacrifice? So Paul says, I can't give you anything I haven't received, but I tell you what I have received. How many people know you need, to, you need to understand that it has nothing to do with you? You can't save yourself. You can't keep yourself. You can't help yourself. You can't heal yourself. You can't do anything. Jesus does it all. Go forward. Verse number four. Just leave a little background up to the key verse. And he was buried and then, and then he rose again on the third day according to the scripture. Verse number five. And that he had seen of Caiaphas then of 12 years. So now he's seen. Verse number 6. After that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some have fallen asleep. Jesus has rose and he's showing himself. He goes on to say. After that he was seen of James and then of the apostles. Verse 8. And last of all seen of me also as one born out of due time. Due time. I, I, I'm going to read the next few verses, but I, I just want to pray real quick. Right there. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do in this place. God, I thank you for what you're about to show us and reveal to us. We surrender it all to you, Jesus. And we'll give you glory and honor for everything. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You can be seated just for a minute or two. Keep your finger right there. We're going to read the next few verses just in a minute here. But Paul was admitting that, that God had done something for everybody. He showed himself to this person and that person, to 500 there, and to, and to this person, and then to James. And then Paul said, and lastly, Jesus was seen of me. He said, I am someone that is born out of season. As I look around this room, I, I can tell you, you need to take the antennas and just kind of move them a little quick, real quick. I can look around this room and tell you that most of you do not have the testimony, the beautiful testimony, the powerful testimony, the testimony that I desired where you could say, I was raised in church all my life. I don't know what some of the things you talk about are because I, I had came in at a different time, in a different season. I, I was not somebody that was born into church. Sister Reuter, Sister Ella Reuter testifies and she says, I don't know what drugs taste like. I don't know what alcohol tastes like. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never done any of these type of things that some of you testify. But she say, thank God he delivered me from my self-righteous pride. And she'll list off some things in that area. But, but I want you to know, as I look around this room, there are many people that say, I was born in due season. I was born out of season. I was born in a time, and in fact, I'm just going to be even more open with you. I didn't come into church till I was 23 years old. Oh, how I wish I would have been raised in church. Oh, how I wish I wouldn't have had to go through the things that I have gone through. Oh, I wish I didn't have to do the things that I did to get to where I was. I am somebody that has regrets in life. I am somebody that wishes I could have it all over again. I am somebody that said, if I would have just came in earlier, if I would have just gotten uh, maybe the truth when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have done the things that I did. But like Paul, I'm standing here saying, I 
am seen of Jesus last, but thank God I've seen Him. I know that I should have been there earlier, but thank God I am there now. I think we spent a lot of time complaining and contemplating what should have been and what possibly could be and, and what if. And if I would have just came in younger, if I would have just responded to the call sooner, if I would have just turned my life over earlier. I, I say that we can at least think about that, but don't dwell on that at all. because I wasn't born in the right season. Or, or I, okay, I'm just going to be more honest. We look around and say, well, um, I, was, I wish I was like Sister Tipton. She just grew up in church and all of her life's been perfect and all this. Or whoever, I'm just trying to think of people that were born in church. Leticia just all born in church. Life has been perfect. All these type of things. But, but the truth of the matter is it really doesn't matter when you got in. Thank God you got in. We need to stop complaining and stop comparing and stop frustrating ourselves and saying, well, maybe if I born in a family that raised me in church or maybe I been born here. No, that's not the problem. The problem is is you're limiting yourself with God by saying, I should have been born then. I don't know why I came into church now. Amen. I'm glad I made it. Right. Even if it was by the skin of my teeth, I'm glad I made it. Shame on me for taking 23 years. I'm just glad I made it. Shame on me for drinking and smoking and doing the things that I did. But thank God I made it. And I'm going to go from where he brought me in to when he takes me home. And I'm going to give Jesus time 100%. He had some issues he had to resolve. 
He had some things he had to work out. When he showed up, people would say, I, I, I hear Paul's here. I don't know if he's here to kill us or he's here to preach to us. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. Everywhere he went, his past went with him. He'd show up. If Paul walked in, if we were living in that day, Paul walked into the church of Marathon, we'd go like, uh, I hope he's really converted. Because if not, we're all about dead. Paul said, I, I'm born out of, out of due time. I'm not, I'm not going to let you limit yourself by that any longer. I don't care if you are 99 years old. Thank God you're still breathing. It's time for you to become active in the kingdom of God and stop complaining about all the yesteryears. If I would have just started earlier, if I would have just done something for God when I was younger, if I would have just, just turned it over then. No, today is the day of salvation. The Bible clearly says today is the day that you can start. Today can be like no other day that you've ever had before. Thank God for today. Amen. Paul says that's where I'm at. But then he goes on to verse number 9. He says this. I, I, love, I love this attitude. Paul says, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not me to be called apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And then he says this, verse 10. I'm going to help some people today. But by the grace of God, that's what I want to preach. But by the grace of God. Yes. It's not a flippant term that you can throw around just, just because it sounds cool. It, it meant something. Paul said, I'm the least of them. I used to kill Christians. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By His grace, I am what I am. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I, I, I want to just dwell around that and, 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 and really try to preach that part. But by the grace of of God. There's a famous quote that you often say, and many of you think it comes from the Word of God, and though it may be based from the Bible, it's not a verse in the Bible. And it says this There but for the grace of God go I. Has anybody ever heard that? There but for the grace of God go I. It's not in the Bible. It was a famous quote, and many people argue about it, but they believe that it can be attributed in the 1500s, about 1550 or 55, to a famous preacher named John Bradford. Although some other people are attributed to it, some have said Moody said it, some have said John Newton said it, all seem to agree that it came from a preacher. It is believed that Bradford, if he is the one that said it, had just witnessed a group of individuals get arrested. And turned to those around him and said, There but for the grace of God go I. That's where the saying became famous. And many preachers have preached from it. Many preachers have used it. And many preachers have pointed to that saying. Just a simple saying. What John Bradford who said what I believe said this. In other words he was saying if it wasn't for the grace of God towards me. My life could have gone a completely different direction. 
That's what he was saying. He was observing people being condemned for trouble and people being arrested for a situation. And he said, you know what? I'm no better than them. If it wasn't for the grace of God towards me, my life could have went that way. And yet you're sitting in church still concerned about your past, still worried about what hinders you from behind, still worried about what direction your life had taken before you ever came to the cross. The cross changed that direction. If it wasn't for the grace of God in your life, you could have went a completely different direction than the way you have went now. We need to start celebrating the grace that was bestowed upon us, thanking God that I didn't go that way, but I have gone this way. I might not be where I'm supposed to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Thank God I am by the grace of God what I am today. Well, I don't have it all together yet, Pastor, but thank God by His grace you're not that anymore. Well, I still need to work on some things. And we all need to work on something. Thank God for His grace that I'm not going that direction anymore. I've made a course change. I have changed my direction. I am heading a completely different, uh, uh, into a different area than I should have been. Thank God for the grace that was bestowed upon me. Here's why this concerns me. Many modern day Christians confuse the grace of God with the mercy of God. I talked to one man and he told me straight out there is no difference between God's mercy and God's grace. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. For the mercy of God simply means not receiving the punishment of your sins, the sins that you have committed, the sins that you are guilty of. And that is the mercy of God extended to us through Calvary where He took the punishment for our sins. I say this all the time. I, 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 I have never been pulled over by a police officer and begged for the grace of the police officer. Because usually when I get pulled over, it's for something I've done. And I'm in this car seat begging for His mercy because I am guilty as sin. I am guilty as charged. And I sit in that seat and say, Oh, I pray He has mercy on me because I am fixing to get a ticket my wife is going to beat me for. <laughs> That's mercy. You're guilty. The things that you've committed, you're guilty of. Shame on you. It's mercy that covers them. But grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is the things that God gives us that we don't deserve. They're completely different. One covers our sins and covers our past. And one opens the door to the future and says, all this is yours. And you say, I don't deserve it. He said, I know. That's why it's grace. You need to get straight in your mind right now which one you're pleading. If it is sin, you need to beg for the mercy of God. But if it is the things that God is doing in your life right now, stop worrying and whining about the sin. Mercy's got that covered. Grace is opening up to the door to the things that you don't deserve or can't earn will never be good enough to receive. For it is by grace we are saved. Grace. Unmerited favor. John chapter 1 verse 17. John chapter 1 verse 17. The Bible says this. For the law was given by Moses. 
But grace and truth came by Jesus. The law was given to us by Moses. But Jesus gave us truth and he gave us grace. Oh, I love Jesus, Pastor. I just don't think he could use me. Well, he came and gave me grace. Well, well I love Jesus. I know Jesus loves me, but, but Pastor, I'm just, I'll never be good enough. He came to give me grace. Amen. See, we need to stop letting this modern-day Christian world slap band-aids of grace on things of covering sin when grace has nothing to do with covering sin. Mercy has everything to do with covering of sin. But grace opens the door to areas we do not deserve and simply receive what Jesus Christ came to give us. He came to give us truth and He came to give us grace. He came to talk to us and teach us about a better way and then He came to give us that better way. He came to give us something called more abundant life. That is true. But then He came to open up the door to that more abundant life so we can experience not because you're good enough, not because you deserve it, but because grace demands it to be so. Church, we sit around and say, well, that person doesn't qualify, and that person doesn't qualify, and that person doesn't qualify. Okay, Moses, lawyer, sit down. The truth of the matter is that Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. But the point of the matter is that grace opens the door to things we don't deserve, unmerited favor. I want to show you just, just something real quick that has always blessed me. In fact, we just need to clear it up right now. We're all sinners, right? Okay, good. Then I can show you this. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 1 says this. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And the next verse says, this is my favorite verse in the Bible, verse number two. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God means you can just be minding your own business. And a blessing comes on you. In fact, it's just not any blessing. It is a blessing that overtakes you. Overwhelms you. A blessing that you can say within yourself, I don't qualify for. But the Bible says simply if you would just listen to the voice of the Lord. Do you think God calls you no good? Do you think God calls you worthless? Do you think God looks at you and says, you dirty, filthy, little, wretched being that you are? Or do you think you're listening to the voice of the devil? Or the enemy? Or the world? Or maybe even your own self? Where God is saying, no, 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 if you just listen to me, then these blessings could come upon you and they could overtake you. If you just hear what I call you, if you just listen to, to my words, if you just hear what I, what I think of you, if you just listen to what I'm speaking to you, if you just hear those things, then the blessing could come upon you and not just come upon you, it could actually overtake you. I love, I love the fact, uh, I, in fact, I just heard Psalms 23 being quoted up here while we were praying. By, by a child. Seems so simple. 
Frank, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in front of my enemies. Your enemy is saying this is who you are, but your blessing is ready to overtake you. Their blessing is ready to go out in front of you. Your, your blessing is ready to outrun you. Your blessing is ready to get out there and shut those voices. And you just simply believe what God says about you. You simply listen to what God thinks about you. Then they would overtake you. Grace, I am what I am. Or I am what I, I, I am by the grace that God gave me. Unmerited favor. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can convince this church yet this morning. But I, I would be like Paul. I'm the least among the brethren. But Paul said, for the grace of God. I, I, I don't fit in, but for the grace of God. I, I don't deserve any of this, but for, for the grace of God. I, I, I wasn't even looking for this. I, I, I was out killing Christians, but the grace of God interrupted that mindset. Now, here's, here's, here's what I really, really wish I could convince people in whatever years of ministry God allows me to preach is that God is on your side. That God is not against you. That God is rooting for you. He's got you covered behind with goodness and mercy. He's got you protected the left and the right with His rod and His staff and He will outrun you and shut the mouths of your enemy and you would simply hearken unto His voice. Amen. For the grace demands it of God. Where in the world did we think we had to get this checklist of qualifications and if I do this and do this and do this and do... Well, listen, I know if my people call my I know that his, his blessings are conditional, but it's not a checklist of 53 items. If I get cleaned up enough, if I do the right thing, if I say the right thing, if I act the right way, if I look the right way, I do all these things. And then maybe, just possibly, it never happens to anybody like me because I'm not good enough, but perhaps, just maybe... No, 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 no. No strings attached. For He came to bring truth and grace into your life. It's called abundant life. You are living substandard to where God wants you to go. The abundance of life. The abundance of life. The abundance of life. Some of you just need to, I said this Thursday, some of you just need to stop playing games. You can't manipulate this thing. You can't force this thing. You can't stack the odds in your favor. You can't cheat this thing. You can't slide this thing. You can't do anything to get this thing. For it is unmerited favor. You don't deserve this thing. But he thought in over 2,000 years ago when he climbed on that cross, he thought you were good enough at that point to provide you the opportunity to live in such a manner that grace would just overshadow and the blessings would overtake you and you'd be able to rise up to a newness of life. The grace of God. No, Pastor, if I could just earn it. No, no, Pastor, if I, if I could just, if I just fix some things in my life, if I just change, if I just do this and manipulate this, now I do that. You don't understand grace. You can't. You can't. Listen, I need His grace to change. I don't need it 
for a bandage on my filthy rotten condition right now. I need it to encourage me or push me to become better. I have become what I have become by the grace of God. His blessings aren't given to you just so you can lay around the living room and smile. They're given to you to push you further. To make you become what you're supposed to become. To push you into that next area, that next dimension, or that next step. You know, we live in a modern day church world that simply says if you just sit around, the blessings will automatically come. No, the blessings aren't that way. They're, they're Listen, I'm going to cut to the chase. The only reason Doug Inger changed is because Jesus Christ got involved in my life and shared with me the power to become the overcomer that I had become. I couldn't earn that. I couldn't do that on my own. I can't pray enough prayers to change. I, I couldn't do enough things and repent enough time to get that cut out of my life. Jesus Christ said, no, 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 you don't understand. For it is by my grace that you are saved. And that grace pushed me into becoming a, a person that didn't need alcohol. That grace pushed me or changed me into becoming a person that I didn't need to smoke that cigar. That grace pushed me and changed me to become a better husband. That grace affected me so deep down in my core that I was willing to walk away from everything I was holding on to and become everything he wanted me to become. It's grace. All said, I am what I am. By His grace, who oh, I'm nothing, Paul said, I'm the least. But by His grace, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I, I, I want to do something. And I, we probably haven't done it in a long time. And I'm not trying to make anything awkward or anything. But I want, before we even bring the altar call to, 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 to that part of the service, I just want you to stand where you're at. been more excited about the potential and the possibility of people that I have privileged to pastor of becoming what God wants them to become until this moment. I mean, not necessarily this specific second in this area, but it seems like there's this wave of people being pushed up to stand at a funeral and share the hope that lies within you. Or to talk to someone that maybe at a restaurant or to go have a Bible study with someone or just sit down across the table from someone and say, let me share the hope that's in you. It is something as a preacher, Brother Tipton can even uh, probably admit this, that we pray for, I don't want to do it all. It's not my job to come here, be the one that does all the funerals and does all this and does all that, preach every sermon and testify all this. No, no, the whole reason God called me here is to get you active in the ministry. Doing what God wants to do through you. So here's what I'm going to allow you to do just for a few seconds. And, and, and I've got several things we're going to do, but let's just take 30 seconds. I want you to just simply raise your hand. And let's have, we call these... Uh, I, I wasn't going to know I should do that. I'm going to call them up. No, never mind. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to list all the reasons why you don't think you're good enough. Let's just get it out in the air. 
I mean, just in your mind, you don't have to say it out loud, but that's when you put your hand up and say, God, I'm not good enough, God. I'm, whatever reason you've been giving him, I feel like there's some people that have given him way too many excuses, and I'm trying to put the excuses to bed. I'm trying to get rid of them. So whatever the excuse is, just take 30 seconds and list it out again. You already know what it is, God. I'm not smart enough, God. I haven't read the Bible enough, God. I'm not like Brother Tipton, God. I'm not like Brother Inger, God. I, I just don't have that. I wasn't in the right family. I didn't come to the right church. I wish I knew more. I wish I knew. I wish I didn't have the life I lived. Excuse over. No more excuses. You don't understand the grace of God. Now I want, to take, I want you just to take about 30 seconds just to raise your hand right now and say, God, I receive that blessing that overtake me called grace. God, I receive it right now. Yes. I am what you say I am. Yes. If I would listen to your voice, I'll become what you tell me I'm going to become. God, whatever you're speaking over me and calling me, I'm going to become that. Whatever you say I'm going to be, that's what I want to be, God. Whatever you're saying about me, God, I'm in agreement with you. I am good enough. I was good enough for you to die for. I'm good enough to become everything you want me to become because you're on my side. You're not against me. You're for me. You desire it more than I do. Now here's what we're going to do real quick before I bring you all there. I'll sit your head up real quick. What I want you to do is I just want you to pray with somebody around you real quick. Husband to wife or, or, or child to, to, to parent or just a friend to friend. Um, just find somebody to pray with real quick. Brother Jose, maybe reach over and pray for Brother Larry. Brother Larry, let's just pray. I want you to speak, speak grace into the life. I want you to speak grace into the life. I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to pray prayers over them that says, baby, you are good enough. Friend, you are good enough. Honey, I can't wait to see what God's going to do through your life. I, I'm excited about what God's doing in your life right now. I can't wait to see what God is about to do in your life. I speak words of encouragement. I speak words, God, of excitement. I speak words of agreement. You are good enough. You are good enough. You are good enough. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. You listen to your own words way too long. It's time for you to put the mind of Christ on and become everything Jesus wants you to become. I just feel right now, some of you, if you're with your, your, your parents or if you're with your husband or wife, maybe you haven't said this in a long time, you just need to look over and say, you are beautiful. You are, but I don't care what this world says, you are beautiful. You are special, you're smart, you're, you're, you're everything God promises you to become. Our young people live in this world, the world that tells them that they're not thin enough, that they're not tall enough, that they're not pretty enough, that they don't wear enough clothes that are just right. Shame on the world. I'm going to listen to God's voice. Now here's what God told me. This is why it freaked me out. I want you to just look up here real quick. Because I'm going to do something that's going to challenge you beyond your comfort zone. I'm going to do something that you're going to say to yourself right away. No, that's not me. Pastor, that's not Just wait. Don't, nobody come. Nobody come. Nobody come. 
This is a special pack called the Con. I'm going to do something. I'm going to challenge you beyond a point that you're willing to be challenged, and some of you won't even receive it because you've already convinced yourself this isn't for you. Put, put that verse back up there, if you will. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. I, I'm going to push you. I'm going to get under your skin here in a minute. I am. Some of you already got the, the eebie-jeebies in your stomach. You're already just tossing and turning. It's like, oh, what's Pastor going to do? I'm going to make it real uncomfortable here in a second. But I, I, want, I want to see if you believe this or not. Paul said, he said, I'm the least of them. But then he said this, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Okay? No more excuses about how you got to quit this or you got to do that or you got to get over this or well, that time. No, no, no. You'll become what you're supposed to come if you truly receive the grace that's being offered to you today. Are you ready? I'm going to make you make a public confession. I'm going to do something that's going to freak you out here just in a minute. I'm tired of the devil telling you you're not good enough. I'm tired of, of, of meeting with people. I'm not tired of it, but I, I'm really tired that the world has convinced people that they're, they have no value. Constantly working with low self-esteem. And I, every time I meet somebody, it's like how they just don't feel good about it. They have a bad image of themselves. Or they, they just feel like just like feel like feel they'll never get over this. Every morning is like a, a morning of depression. And they struggle with anxiety. And they struggle with all these other things. So I know this is going to be very awkward. But I don't want you to give any more thought to it. Either you believe Jesus Christ or you don't. Either you're going to become what Jesus Christ wants you to become or you're not. And this is the morning. This is what God told me when I walked in the door that freaked me out. And I said, God, it's not the sermon I have. That's not what I'm ready to do. And God said, it's okay. It's my church, not yours. Just shut up and do what I tell you to do. I said, okay. Listen to me. Are you ready? In this room are some powerful ministries. And there are some powerful witnesses. And there are people that God is going to use mightily. More than God has ever even used me. And I'm okay with that. I'm not going to hold anybody down. God is going to take you further than you have ever gone before. Uh, before. But here's what you've got to do. you got to start walking in that grace. And stop complaining about your past or all the things that you think are holding you back. Yes, you'll get through them. Yes, you'll get over them. That's why you got the Holy Ghost. But here's what you need to do. It's time for you to stand up and receive it. Yes. It's time for you to recognize it. He told me that today needed to be a day of public recognizing. Jesus said, if you'll deny me before a man, I'll deny you before my Father. If you won't step up to the plate, then I'm not going to step up to the plate for you. No more excuses. On this morning, what I need you to do is come down to this altar. Don't stand there any longer. Accept, accept what God is going to do in your life.
more excuses of why he won't become what he's trying to make you become. By the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am You don't have to come to the right family. You don't have to be born to the right place. You don't have to be grown up on the right side of the track. No more excuses. Jesus Christ has great need of you this morning. He has this morning. He wants you this morning. It's time for you to confess it before men. It's time for you to confess it before public. The Holy Ghost told me this morning it was time to call ministers into ministry. It was time to call people into purpose. It was time to deliver news that would deliver this world. And he's going to use you. I'm not good enough, Pastor. Get all shut your mouth. I'm listening to God. Hallelujah. I'm not smart enough, Pastor.
going to be in vain. It's not vain, God. For children to see, it's not vain. Paul is without. It's not vain, God. It's not vain. Wait till we become everything you want us to become. It's not in vain. Jesus, I'm excited about the possibilities. Jesus.